Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Some people are on spring break this week. Some people are starting their spring break for the school children and I guess college students, whatever's going on. I'm so far removed from that schedule, at least as a student. Now, my children are finishing up their spring break this week, and they used some of their time to come to the Capitol to interact with elected officials. How about that as a way to use your spring break? We'll talk a little bit about the Faith and Family Day and the huge turnout, great reception, and just great activity that we had at our state capitol earlier this week. And there's a lot going on this week and a lot leading up to next week. I'm going to talk about this in, in the later part of the show a little bit more detail, but a big hearing coming up next week in uh, the Texas Senate where a bill is going to be heard on Monday that is related to the state of Texas making it clear that our policy is we don't allow tax dollars to be used for abortion entities, but this one relates to local entities because we've had that policy for some time in the state of Texas that we don't use tax dollars for abortions, but some local entities like the city of Austin have been trying to get around that by doing other things to give favor to organizations like Planned Parenthood. And Senate Bill 22, which is going to be heard in state affairs on Monday morning, has something different to say about how that should turn out and the state making it clear that we're not going to allow these local governmental entities to do this. So be ready to come to the Capitol on Monday morning. I think that that committee starts at either eight or nine in the morning. And so it's going to be early, but it's going to be worth it because you can be uh, guaranteed that the other side, the pro-abortion side, is going to bring a lot of people. I'll talk a little bit more of that later in the show because there's another pro-life issue we want to talk about because we have a very very dear guest on our show today, Senator Lois Kolkhorst, who's been a friend of ours and a friend of the show uh, for many years, is our guest today. Many of y'all have heard her on the show, and I'm sure familiar with her work when it comes to constitutional principles, when it comes to the birthplace of Texas, because that's she is a the sitting senator, our currently elected senator from the Brenham area in Washington County, the birthplace of Texas, which was celebrated a lot last week and maybe spilled into a little bit of this week. But Senator Colcourse is a fifth generation Texan. Her roots go all the way back to the Texas War of Independence. She is a proud graduate of TCU, where she played collegiate golf. She also served in the Texas House before serving in the Texas Senate. Senator Colcourse, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Hey, good morning, Jonathan. Uh, good to be with you. Are you hearing me okay? Uh, you're, no, the, you're doing uh, great. Phone? You're doing great. And good. just as a reminder, as we're on the show audio, we are also streaming Facebook Live. And so um, just be aware of that so you can know, you know, if you've got your social media people want to share this later, I always encourage people to do that. I'm going to do that right now as we're kicking off the show just for our friends. And I'll wave and I'll show a picture of Senator Colcourse in just a minute so everyone knows who's on the line. But if you're watching us online, share this post right now because we're about to have a very important, worthwhile, and relevant conversation with Senator Colcourse. So, Senator Colcourse, you, first of all, let's talk a little bit about um, the Faith and Family Day where you made an appearance, and then we're going to talk a little bit more in detail about the bill that you have on the Born Alive Infant Protection Act. So the Faith and Family Day, now this is the fourth time that we've hosted this, Texas Values and other organizations, and that was earlier this week on Wednesday. And we had 
the largest crowd that we've ever had, twice close to amount of people. We had over 500 people register to be a part of it, and um, a substantial portion of them made it, even though the weather was a little bit messy that morning. But you continue to be one of the strongest voices in the Senate, and that was nothing different than what we saw on Wednesday when you took the mic for the Faith and Family Day. Oh, yes. Uh, It was great to see everyone. It turned out to be a beautiful day. The Lord shined upon us, and um, I was able to leave the Senate floor. We were debating uh, the um, Supplemental Appropriations Bill, and I will just tell you that uh, I was able to come out straight from the floor, got to hear Colonel West, uh, one of your featured uh, speakers, who was awesome, uh, just loved his inspirational speech and quoted scripture, beautiful. And then I was able just to give a little update on SB 23. And it, it, I thank everyone for coming out. It's important to have our voices heard. There were a number of people who did bring their children and uh, got to see some of those in our office and throughout the Capitol. And it put a smile on my face. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I was mentioning in our opening that my children were able to be there. And usually that's not the case. A lot of times their spring break has fallen on a different week from the Faith and Family Day. And even though they go to school close by, sometimes it's going to be tough to pull them out for the entire day. I like to get uh, keep them focused on their studies. But it worked out this year. And I was very excited about having them there. And other people were asking me, can I bring my kids? Absolutely. And that's always encouraged, particularly on the Faith and Family Day, because so many of these issues that are being decided, they're not only impacting people's individual lives as adults, but they impact children. And there's a particular bill that you filed that you're a part of with Jeff Leach, the Born Alive Infant Protection Act. Talk to us a little bit about that bill and why it's important for Texas. Oh, my goodness. Uh, So honored to file that bill with my good friend and colleague, Representative Jeff Leach. Uh, We'd been working on that bill for a couple of weeks after Washington, D.C. failed. You know, start with New York and Virginia, where it was revealed that they are allowing the practice of if uh, a lady, a woman, a mother is aborting her child, which, of course, we continue to fight to never let that happen again. But if that happened and the child was born alive, the practice is, is that they, um, it's really um, infanticide. Um, they murder the child. And while we have some uh, statutes in place, we are going to strengthen those statutes and put penalties in place because no child born alive in this state shall ever be, be murdered. There's, there's no other way to describe that. We're talking with Senator Lois Kolkhorst from the Brenham, Greater Brenham. Your district goes all over the area around there. I say Brenham and Washington County a lot. That doesn't do it justice. Um, your district goes, I think parts of it gets close. To, I mean, part, it's sort of part of Houston or some of the Greater Houston right, area. Right. I, you get close I, to the I coast? Have- I go all the way. I have the most coast of any senator in the state of Texas. Is so that I have right? A portion of Harris County, half of Fort Bend County, and I go all the way down the coast to Port Aransas. So if you look back at Hurricane Harvey, Senate District 18 was really, um, uh, you know, the heart of that hurricane. It came ashore at the Rockport, Fulton, Port Aransas area and impacted all 21 counties that I 
represent. No, I'm looking at the map again now to remind myself, starting up almost to Freeport, all the way down to the outskirts, outskirts, if you will, the of the southern parts of Corpus Christi. Unbelievable. No, that that's, right. you're, that's a great reminder for myself too. I should. I should have these districts memorized, shouldn't I, at this point? But nonetheless, um, your district is incredibly relevant, important, and you've been very active in it. And I would imagine that people in the district care very much about this issue, as you'd hope people throughout the state of Texas do. You know, and and look, it, it should be no question. And this is what I was taught in law school is the law is a teacher. And sometimes if there is any doubt, and I mean any doubt, on issues like this, we go into the law, you and, and your colleagues in the House pass legislation to make it clear this is where Texas stands on this issue. And there shouldn't be a question. But apparently when you see these issues come up in New York and Virginia like they did, some people wonder, well, well, what's the law in Texas? You know, are children protected after a botched abortion, so to speak? And it's troubling to think people, you know, we that we have these questions or where it's not sure, we're not clear. And so... I think it's incredibly important that you and your colleague Jeff uh, Leach in the House and other members of the Senate and House that are going to be supporting this are engaging in this effort, a very short bill, and it doesn't have to be long. It can be very simple, as this one is, but to make it clear, to erase any doubt. And that's the way it's done, is to make it clear in state law, and that's what you're doing with Senate Bill 23. Absolutely, and and I want to tell you how... Uh, Jeff Leach has a tremendous amount of uh, co-sponsors and joint authors, and I was very um, excited when I filed Senate Bill 23 that my joint authors are the female Republicans in the Texas Senate. Isn't that wonderful? Absolutely. Uh, that uh, we filed it with 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 all females, all you know, mothers that are engaged and know what this means, and so I'm very proud of. Uh, the Texas Senate uh, Republican women who made a strong statement in being joint authors on Senate Bill 23. Well, I know one of the female senators was with you at the Faith and Family Day. Senator Donna Campbell was able to come out. I know Senator Buckingham is on this bill. Senator Nelson, Huffman, um, and uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, it was uh, Senator Angela Paxton that came out from the Senate chamber. Donna Campbell was not able to make it. But Donna Campbell has a bill coming up on Monday, and we won't go into all the details on that. I'll save that in um, in the next segment that we're going to have. But she's got an important bill that's up, Senate Bill 22. It's scheduled for a hearing in state affairs on Monday morning. This is the bill that makes it clear that we don't allow contracts, uh, subsidizing, all this kind of stuff we've seen the city of Austin try to do to help their friends, if you will, at Planned Parenthood get a sweetheart deal of $1.00. A rent a year for a government building. And so you see more and more of, of the women in the Texas Senate, Republican women, standing up and being advocates and being leaders on the issue of life. And that's wonderful to see. It's not a surprise, but it's great to see them stepping up. Amen. Amen, for sure. Well, and talk to us a little bit about the response you've gotten on Senate Bill 23. I mean, this is an issue that's come up. It's been talked a lot across the country. We see other states weighing in. No surprise that Texas would also say, hey, look, if anyone's going to write the ship or make it clear how we should be doing these things, we are in the state of Texas. What's been the response like so far since you filed the bill? Oh, Jonathan, I've done a lot of Facebook posts in, in 
my, you know, since being in the Senate. And this is the number one Facebook post ever Wow! Uh, that I have ever posted. Uh, organic reach, likes, comments, shares. It's the number one uh, response that I've ever received. I have so many people that have stopped me and thanked me for filing the bill. It is by far the number one um, issue engagement that, that I've ever filed since serving in the House or the Senate. Wow, that's encouraging. I was trying to pull that up real quick while we're talking. You know, look, th- this is an issue that certainly can unite. I mean, there are a lot of things that sometimes, you you know, you've got even amongst Republicans that people are, you know, have different degrees of kind of what they support or, you know, um, people have, you know, want legislation a little bit stronger on this or that. And so it's encouraging whether and whether you're Republican or Democrat, you, you I wouldn't be surprised at all if we're going to see a lot of Democrats get on board with this. I would hope. And um, and we've seen some Democrats vote for supporting these things in the past. I'm looking at it. You've got over twelve hundred shares, thirty one hundred likes. You got a nice graphic that you've got on your website here on the Facebook page on Senator Lois Cork's Cold Course's Facebook page. And this is an issue, though, that, you know, you have to wonder. And I don't think it's all Democrats. I think it's some very extreme ones that they've got to be looking now and thinking, OK, we've made a mistake on this issue. And it's not even politics. I mean, th- this is humanity. You know, when you look at the issue, I, I represented a woman um, who's now close to my age, but she was born in the 70s and survived a late-term abortion at almost eight months. And her name is Gianna Jessen, and we represented her at the U.S. Supreme Court on a partial birth abortion court case to defend a ban on that type of law. You know, having conversations with someone who survived one of these late-term abortions is, you know, it really is life-changing. And then it just you just have a moment where you think, wow, the, the, some people think that this is a question. And it's not about politics. It is about humanity. It's about honoring God's creation. And, and, it's, and these are the most vulnerable, uh, if you will, when you have this happen, this type of procedure that doesn't work out the way it's intended to, if you will. There should be no question. The baby's alive. And, one, and, and we represented two people. One of them we represented, the doctor said, um, give them comfort, care only which they were to wrap a blanket around this baby after he was born and leave him there to die. I can't imagine we should ever have that happen in our country, in our state. And with Senate Bill 23, that shouldn't be happening in the state of Texas. Right. It's unimaginable. Absolutely unimaginable. Well, let's talk about your school Uh, chaplain bill real quick. I'm sorry I cut you off there. Go ahead. Sure. No, no, I just it's just something that we're going to ensure shall not happen. In well, Texas. I, you know, I made a statement during the press conference, and I did it at the Faith and Family, um, because I was so shocked when Congress, U.S. House voted, this measure failed, basically. Yeah. And I, I just want to say where D.C. was unclear, Texas will be very clear. You got that right. Well, before we lose you, because um, I um, I strayed from my notes a little bit. I apologize. So one of the things we, we talked to, that we were going to visit with you about is your school chaplain bill. There's been a lot of talk about the climate in public schools, and people often wonder what is the status of schools these days now that you see oftentimes such hostility to prayer and things of that nature. You have a bill that 
allows for school chaplains to be a part of the public school system. Talk to us about that bill. Yes, it's a simple bill that just is permissive for school districts to be able to hire or to have volunteer chaplains. As you know, chaplains are non-denominational. They are, you know, trained across a number of spectrums. Have to be very careful about constitutional right of church of separate separation of church and state. But this is someone who, you know, we use it. These are we use chaplains in the army. We use chaplains in uh, our prisons. We use them in a number of settings. And in fact, Australia had begun to use chaplains in their school districts, and it seems to be a very successful program. So I introduced this bill in hopes that we could have a very good conversation about the need for our children to, if they want to, have a place much like um, counselors, I think, serve a role, but we have counselors doing so many other duties that this chaplain uh, or these chaplains could be utilized in that role as well. Well, and look, these are questions and conversations that are happening a lot more with you see what's happened in in some of the schools. We saw what happened in Santa Fe and Texas, and we've seen it across Mm -hmm. the country. And, you know, and and look, it's not as as if there's always a piece of legislation or a bill that solves problems, but it certainly can create opportunities for other people to be a part of these situations. And hopefully Mm -hmm. that can add value to the experience and you know, who knows if it it allows these things to not happen, to for people to question what they're doing and for them to seek spiritual guidance and support if necessary. And I think that's lost a lot. You know, a lot of people don't don't think about how when people uh, are involved in some of these awful crimes that, you know, you, you want to at least believe that this is not what they wanted to their life to be. This is not how they wanted things to turn out, that they were going to, you know, be involved in some mass shooting at a school. I mean, and so you hope that if there's other people out there that are potentially having some of these awful thoughts, that they might be, have an opportunity to talk with someone about it and realize that that's all that's going to do is obviously hurt more people and ultimately hurt themselves. And that's, that's not a solution. And, And I'm not suggesting that that it should be. I'm just saying if that's where someone is led to at some point, they think that their their minds allow them to think that somehow this is a good idea. And but I mean, a lot of it has to do, too, with people being very concerned about the climate of public schools these days and issues of safety. I know those are other things that the legislature is going to take up. So I think very thoughtful on your part, very creative, but also something that has a lot of history in the government in other areas that we've seen and over time. I mean, it, it started from our first Congress. So it's historical, it's valuable, and we appreciate your thoughtfulness on this type of important issue. Absolutely, and always love working with faith and family, and we'll continue to do so. Well, great. Well, look, I know the uh, Senate State Affairs starts early Monday. Y'all have a lot of things that'll, you know, things are going to start moving. Now, uh, a lot more hearings in the House, a lot of great activity and a lot of work getting done, and we appreciate your leadership on the faith and family issues and being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Amen. I'm so happy to be here, and uh, the legislature is in full swing. These are going to be the busiest last, probably down to about 75 days, not 
not about almost halfway through the session. So hoping that hoping that many of you can come up and engage and uh, enjoy uh, the process. Sometimes it's not enjoyable, but that's why we're up there battling and trying to do and have your voice. Absolutely. Well, Senator Colcourse, thank you again for being our guest today, and we'll talk to you again on the Texas Values Report. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Well, that's great. Great to have Senator Loth Colcourse take some time after a busy week. I mean, the Senate had all kinds of stuff going on. And you heard me mention on Monday morning in the Senate State Affairs Committee, there is going to be hearing not on Senator Colcourse's bill. I'm sure she'll be getting a hearing soon, but on Senator Donna Campbell's bill that makes it clear that local governments cannot use tax dollars, cannot involve, get involved in leases and contracts to support Um, abortion entities like Planned Parenthood. You're probably aware. If you're not, I'm going to lay it out for you. The city of Austin has been, uh, has signed a contract, been engaged in a contract with Planned Parenthood to give them leasing, to, to allow them to lease a government building for $1 a year for 20 years with an option of another 20 years. And you're talking about a pretty, a uh, sizable piece of property in government building. And it's estimated that the value of that lease, if they had to pay market value, if Planned Parenthood had to pay like the rest of us, the government to use this building and rent it, it would be close to $40 million is the value of that contract. That's quite a contribution that the local government is giving to Planned Parenthood. Schools are closing down right around this area in East Austin. There's not enough tax money or enrollment for the schools to stay open in that area, but Planned Parenthood is getting this sweetheart deal. Well, I imagine people in Texas are going to have something to say about that. So starting at 9 a.m. in the Senate chamber, and you may not be all that familiar with the way things work at the Texas Capitol, but a lot, the Senate State Affairs Committee meets on the floor of the Senate chamber, not in a separate committee room. So when the senators are not on the floor, they can use it as a committee room, and that's what State Affairs does. So starting at 9 9 a.m., but you're going to want to get there before 9 a.m. because that's when the hearing starts, okay? You probably want to get there at least 30 minutes ahead of time, maybe 15 minutes ahead of time, so you can sign up with a witness card and you can testify in favor of Senate Bill 22, or you can simply just fill out a card and say that you want to have your name registered as supporting it one way or another, this is going to be one of the most important hearings of the session. And I can guarantee you Texas Values is going to be there testifying because there's at least three members of our staff, if not more, that live in the city of Austin. And two of us are at the Capitol regularly, being myself and Nicole Hudgens. So y'all might have heard me say I, I moved to, I was in Buda for about 10 years, just south of Austin. But I moved to the city of Austin in Williamson County uh, over the summer. So we might have something to say about being a city of Austin resident and having our tax dollars or having the government do things this way, but also just from the perspective of our organization and whether or not um, this makes sense. And it makes to us, it's clear this is going against our state policy of not allowing the government to do these type of things that support and give favor to abortion entities like Planned Parenthood. And that's where this issue has largely come up. Is Planned Parenthood getting this sweetheart deal? All right, before I run out of time, let me talk about Faith and Family Day. Tremendous turnout. I want to thank everyone across the state of Texas 
who were a part of this event. This is the largest, w- without question, the largest Faith and Family Day that we've ever had. This is our fourth one, um, started in 2013, and it's just during the legislative session. So 2013, 2015, 2017, and now 2019, this is our fourth time to do it. Smashing success, okay? And, and, and I think a big part of it, or a substantial part of it, was the number of elected officials that indicated early on they wanted to be a part of it, and the great keynote speakers we had, Lieutenant Colonel Alan West and David B. Wright. And also great job by um, the Texas Value staff, other organizations that participated, Southern Baptist of Texas Convention, Texas Eagle Forum, uh, Texas Pastor Council, Texas Homeschool Coalition. You can go to the website to see all the groups. And well, the Chick-fil-A box lunch might have had something to do with it, too. I mean, let's be honest. We're that. We're just like that, aren't we? I mean, we're such uh, easy sells. You know what? They're, I mean, you should have seen it. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Walking through the Capitol with a Chick-fil-A box lunch, I should just do that every day to get legislators and other people's attention. Because I was walking with a couple of boxes, and I mean— People notice. They're like, oh, look. I mean, they know the logo, the 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 design. They're like, this is, somebody has a Chick-fil-A lunch. Like, it's like, you know, this, like you're carrying like this po- you know, pile of gold. I mean, I guess it is a good sandwich. Anyway, so tremendous turnout, though. And we were over full in the Capitol Auditorium. That's the first time that that room has been completely full for one of our Faith and Family Days just about nowhere to sit at one point. And we lost some people that didn't attend because of the just really difficult weather in the morning. But as the forecast predicted, and it ended up being true, all that cleared out just in time for us to have our rally on the South Steps. Tremendous turnout out there. I even got a little bit of a sunburn. It was 54 degrees in the morning and 86 degrees in the afternoon. So things changed quickly. But thank you to everyone that was a part of it. Over 500 people signed up and were a part of the Faith and Family Day. We are tremendously excited. That's a lot of people, I'm just going to tell you, to get at the Capitol on one day during the week. It's very uncommon. I was glad that my family was able to be a part of it. And all the folks that were speakers, Jeff Younger, the father who's been having his child's being forced to go through a gender transition, his ex-wife is forcing it. He doesn't agree with it. The The court is trying to force him to, to go along with this. A very difficult situation. So go to our website or our Facebook page, and you can see the videos if you missed it because Facebook was down through this time period when we had our rally, so we weren't able to live stream some of that. You want to check out these videos. Really important stuff. And you want to check out our website, txvalues.org. You can make a tax-deductible donation today. That allows us to have events like the Faith and Family Day and cover those costs so we can continue to bring relevant information on faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. We'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.